the what's the worst that could happen? Well, because the emotions you're feeling in the moment matter. Yeah, too many emotions. They do matter. Maybe maybe I have too many emotions. I think might might be it. I just think maybe you could uh, direct the emotions in a more efficient way instead of in okay here's the deal instead of breaking the disc you could go volunteer at a homeless shelter that wouldn't work because then i can't <laughs> you go, i can't beat, beat up, up homeless, homeless people <laughs> breaks them in half yeah i can't break homeless people in half <laughs> yeah you're right i i should know you that was a bad that was a bad suggestion yeah. What if you go to like a garage sale and buy like a bunch of like old video game discs? Well, because and keep then, like a box of them next yeah, to you yeah, to, yeah. to so you don't. Well, break I didn't your disc, break, you break it in my disc. hands. I could do my controllers. My controllers, I can just rip them in half. That's strong. You're strong. <laughs> so so um, yeah, I I was I was. In the middle of doing the right thing, I walked over and I calmly ejected it out of the system. And then once I well, had that it was in your my first hand, mistake. I chucked it across the room and it hit the somewhere over here and then shattered in pieces. I found a piece over here on the floor. Wow. So yeah. you didn't like just snap it. You exploded it. Yeah. I'm sure there are pe- little pieces of it everywhere in the room. Maybe there was some in the cake. Maybe I, uh, I I'm not proud of that. I'm I'm definitely not <laughs> proud of uh, of that. And and then you know my punishment from that is you know you can't play your video games. You know breaking a seventy dollar video game even now, it's very hard to get that video game. Yeah. Um, that's a PlayStation Three video game. You can't fucking find it anywhere. Sure Do, doing something like that, doing doing something like that is so uh, not me. I mean, I get mad, I get frustrated, but not like that. Yeah, you you wouldn't throw a kid out of a classroom. No, no, <laughs> I, I actually wouldn't. I think it's it's not. I don't think it helps anybody. I don't think. <laughs> I, I, I actually don't. You wouldn't throw a kid halfway across oh, the school. Oh, 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 <laughs> only if she had pigtails. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were talking about my newfound profession. That's what I thought too. And then I, then I <laughs> and thought I about it for a second. It yeah. The context yeah. of it. it worked for both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this is Dinner with a Movie. I'm one of your hosts, Blake, and I'm joined by... Brandon, and we're joined by... Jose. And this week we're talking Matilda. 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 Um, and our meal this week was a bunch of TV dinners, specifically some Salisbury steak, mashed potatoes, green beans and a brownie <laughs> and then we also had a beautiful chocolate cake supplied by jose yeah supplied by freed's bakery freed's bakery not Hashtag sponsored. not sponsored <laughs> it's very good it's, it's really a good, good. i have never had anything from freed's that was didn't taste good You've brought something else from Freed's before. Um, yeah. When we had German chocolate cake, yeah, I also got it from from Freed's. Yeah, Freed's is. Thank you I for mean, that, sourcing it. That cake has to cost like sixty bucks. No, okay, yeah. it wasn't that much. You heard it from the man himself. Forty-five. Okay, <laughs> maybe a little closer. <laughs> but I also got other food while I was there, so yeah, made it worth it. But yeah, I like all of their food. Yeah, um, they're good. It's, it's definitely a little bit pricier, but. 
I know I'm not going to be disappointed in what I get, so I'm willing to pay that little bit more for it. Yeah, yeah. Eating it with your hands makes it taste all the all all the better. You did eat it with yeah. your hands. Didn't I was say you did too, right? I did too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would. I didn't. I would have died <laughs> if I ate the whole cake, though. Yeah, if you had to eat the entire cake with I, your hands. I would be throwing up right now. There would not be a podcast. <laughs> I, I can feel the heartburn starting already. <laughs> yeah. Chocolate gives me heartburn like that. And the cake that we had is a fraction of a fraction of the size that he had to eat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the slice that we served ourselves was a fraction of the slice, the first slice yeah. he had. Yeah. yeah. Our cake is like the size of the first slice of cake that he has. It is. Yeah. It reminds me of Pukathon. It kind of feels like oh, that. Yeah. that's something we would challenge ourselves to do. We told you about Pukathon. Uh, oh, my God. I, I hate You've talking. You've never been, right? I've never the been. The last time you had Pukathon was at the old house over that was, there? The, that when was you were that, there, that was that the last was time. That was the yeah. last time? I think we've grown out of it. Yeah. We didn't even edit that video. Gagging gagging yourselves with taquitos. <laughs> <laughs> But you see, maybe around your age, Brandon, is the time that we'll do it again, where we're like, oh, Brandon did it this oh, time. Oh, Brandon, yeah. Let's yeah, go, uh, go, go grab Brandon's urn. Let's, let's have Brandon be in again. Let's all, let's all eat some of Brandon's ashes. Because once, once you're my age, I won't be around. <laughs> Probably. Uh, or maybe maybe we'll have preserved your head as in a Futurama way. Oh, yeah. Like, I could be like Richard Nixon. Yeah. I am not a crook. I think that would be... I'm sorry, Brent. I wouldn't want you as a preserved head in my room or anything. I... Not saying that was on the table immediately, but I think I would probably want you to have your own room. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> we just sit you in front of a TV yeah. for 24 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> what movie would you want to repeat if we did that? Oh my god! I'd have to watch the same thing over and over it's and same over thing. again. Yeah, like we change it every twenty four hours. Okay, I'll just just <laughs> just put me in front of a TV series, and I'll be I'll be okay. Okay, I'll be fine. Yeah. All right, you, you'll yeah, just watch I can, I can binge. season seven of The Flash <laughs> yeah. over and over again. I can just well, you started at one, and you can watch it. It just goes can, goes through. You don't have to restart it the season, so I, it could just go for days and days. He would be so happy. I mean, I've been watching Bob's Burgers on a loop. <laughs> whenever I go to bed and Good all show. through the time I sleep, like I restart it like every what three days I restart yeah. Bob's burgers all over again, the whole show. Yeah. So, so I mean, I've watched Bob Bob's burgers like off and on while I'm asleep, uh, like probably 50 times in the last year and a half. <laughs> used I to used be, to do that used a lot. To be family guy. Yeah. I remember you said family guy was yeah. your go to. Yeah, puts me right to sleep because I've watched, I've seen them all. Yeah, it's so, like white noise because it's so yeah. comforting and yeah, I know. I I do that, but like there's this one YouTube channel that I follow called like Nemo's Soundscapes where it's like has nothing to do with the Pixar Nemo, but it, okay, my favorite genre, and this might sound weird, my favorite, did I tell you guys this already? I don't uh, think so. I can't no. remember if I did or not. Is it the sounds of Trump's P tape? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite genre to fall asleep to right now is oldies playing in another room. So it's like you're on a train, but there's oldies playing in another room while rain while it's raining. It's so nice. I fucking love it. And there's See, so many I can't specific do rain. pieces. It sounds like it sounds like static to me. It just sounds mm-hmm. like shh to me, and I can't I it. For me, it doesn't sound like rain to me. 
for me, it has to be something that it's specifically hitting. It's not like rain. It has to be like rain on the top of a car or rain on the top of a tent. And you like that when you're going to sleep or Mm -hmm. in general? When I'm going to sleep, yeah. See, with with rain, so I don't need like noise to, to fall asleep. But there's some days where like music or a podcast or a video just doesn't allow me to concentrate while I work. So I like listening to to rain sounds while I work. Hmm. And that puts me like in a in a similar like classical music mindset like it allows me to focus but re- like I try not to overdo with rain. Like I I rarely use it but when I do it really helps me focus. Have you still been having the hearing problem where like if you're hearing one thing you can't focus on another? I I definitely feel really overwhelmed in when there's just too many noises in a room. Yeah. Um, which I think is something that I've always had an issue with, but it feels a lot worse now. So in this room, when we're bantering about who's got the stinkiest butt, you start to get really overwhelmed? No, because I'm like focusing on what you guys are saying. I'm sure. If you guys were talking and there was another conversation behind me and another one over here... Mm-hmm. That's when I would start to feel so like a party. You're down. You're what, down for at a count. party. It's not really like I guess I know what I'm getting into. You'd go insane if you were me, because <laughs> you have all those conversations. I have going all those conversations my- going on in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm not good at. Um, and it doesn't even have to be a conversation. It just has to be a lot of noise. Yeah. Like someone could be watching TV in one room and having a conversation here. And someone listening. could be eating with their mouth open in another room. And I'd be, yeah, I'd be losing it. <laughs> yeah. I do the rain thing. I do the rain thing a lot. But I, but there's been this subgenre of sounds of oldies playing in another room. And and this goes, this goes to like, and this kind of ties into Matilda a bit because this gives me a lot of like nostalgic feelings for everything that I do in this movie has like a... a tied to like a memory when I was really young. But one of my favorite memories is I wake up and it's really early and my parents have the TV on downstairs watching news. And I go back to sleep as I hear them like moving dishes and plates around. And I know if I wake up in 30 more minutes, I might have a pancake ready for me. And I hear the news going, they're talking and I go, nice. Today's a good Saturday morning. That's that's why I like that oldies playing in another room thing. It kind of. I wish like I that. had that kind of childhood. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that would be nice. Mine is the, I hear Spanish music yeah. playing, and I know in the next five to ten minutes, my mom's gonna co- wake me up to go clean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine, my, as a kid, starting at uh, ten years old, ten, yeah. 10 years old, uh, Saturday mornings, I had to get up at uh, 7 o'clock and mow the yard. Mm. And then I had to clean the house. And then I had to do laundry for everyone. And um, then a couple years later, I started doing that. And after I was done, I would go do the shopping for the week. For the whole family? For the whole family, yeah. 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 That's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, for a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Until I moved in with my grandparents and then all that was over. But I would still get up early because I want to help my grandparents. And yeah. Stuff. That's yeah. kind of you. 
Yeah. I was really spoiled. <laughs> I didn't but, have to get up to do anything. I mean, that's really young to be doing that. Like no, Matilda. Totally. Like Matilda. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's very young to be doing she's some of the things. She's six and a half. Doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, very young. For some reason, I remembered this more like, because um, I kind of compared it a bit to to like Harry Potter and how he's treated by his by his um, aunt and uncle. But it's a little different in, in the way that like, because Matilda doesn't, I'm trying to think, she's not really given all the chores responsibilities other than getting the packages, right? Is there more that I'm not thinking of right now? No, she's just given the packages. Yeah. You have to be here to receive the packages. Is anyone like Harry Potter? He was responsible for like a lot of the cleaning and cooking mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's 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 a little different. Where like, I think her family's just more um, neglectful than actually like abusive. I would I think. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there's well, like, Harry Potter's. I mean, he was mm-hmm. full on grabbed and yeah manhandled and abused yeah there is that scene where she's like forced to watch tv (laughs) Um, but i think as a whole they're mainly just assholes that just don't really want to talk to her well they're ignorant yeah they're ignorant they're ignorant adults ignorant assholes yeah Yeah. um but back to the tv dinner i'd asked you before we wanted to save this but what is a tv dinner what makes What's my TV, definition of a TV yeah, dinner? Yeah, what makes a TV dinner a TV dinner? Okay, so to me, a TV dinner has to have two things. It has to be a plate with a semi-balanced meal. Like they try to balance it out. Some with veggies, a, a protein, a veggie, and a and a and a starchy uh, um, uh, carbohydrate mm-hmm. and potatoes. Um, and then a uh, some kind of shitty dessert as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it all has to be separated. None of it can flow over into the next bin. And it's square or rectangular because a TV tray is rectangular. So. You're supposed to eat it on the TV tray and watch TV while you eat it. And it's it's made to get the women out of the kitchen and in front of the TV as soon as possible. So they don't have to stay there cooking and, right, and managing right. the meal all day, right? Right. That makes sense. I always associate it with just anything frozen. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not. It's not anything frozen. Yeah, it's specifically having that sectioned off sections of yeah. everything. Imagine if it was all just one big conglomerate of everything together where you have the well, brownie those are the mixed bowls. in. Those are the bowls, right? Yeah, you have the brownie mixed in with oh, the Salisbury steak. <laughs> I'm curious if like frozen food started off as TV dinners and then they said... Well, why don't we just sell everything separately? Right. Yeah. No, it's just no. Entree, it was the, it's bird's eye. Bird's eye um, wanted to keep his vegetables would always perish on their way to, um, to the supermarkets. So bird's eye um, came up with a way to flash freeze vegetables and keep them in roll cars, um, refrigerated or frozen, and so they could get further away from the farms. So that's that's where frozen food originated. 
I know they're called perishables, but saying vegetables perish sounds so dramatic. The vegetable perished. Oh yeah, they they <laughs> they well they die. They wilted, yeah. and you know yeah. Um, uh, canned canned vegetables canning wasn't all that. They're they're cooked in the canning process. So, um, like frozen spinach is different than canned spinach is different than fresh spinach like that. Because um, the cellulose, spinach. the cellulose breaks down. I'd but, eat like the canned spinach straight from the can for the Popeye short that I did. Oh, yeah, it was so gross. It was nasty. Yeah, it's nasty. It's nasty. Frozen spinach isn't any better. I like just cooking like fresh spinach. Fresh spinach. Yeah. Fresh spinach is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a nice big batch of fresh spinach thrown into a big old crock of eggs. That's my sort of thing. Eggs, yeah, you mean it's like eggs Florentine, right? Is that what the term is? I believe so. Yeah, I think yeah, eggs Florentine so. is spinach. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, just yeah. kind of like an omelet but with spinach. In it. So I cook spinach and garlic, and I and I I cook cook up the garlic um, in a warm pan, and then I put in the spinach, and then I cook the spinach down in the garlic and the the oil. And it cooks down, and that's always good. Mm. But spinach makes my mouth fuzzy. Does it make your mouth fuzzy? No. Is that something, is something you're allergic to? Uh, it might be, because mm. it's the same feeling a, a pineapple does to right, me, Right, right, right. I think it yeah. might be. Yeah, uh, or else you're buying your spinaches from the pineapple it's, factory. It's, it's fuzzy like it has like a bunch of little spines on my tongue. Mm. I think <laughs> you're getting spider spinaches. Yeah. I wonder if that's one of those like... Um, Maybe there's something similar in spinach and pineapple, like chemical wise that could maybe because isn't there like certain like an avocado, an avocado is it? Yeah. An avocado allergy could be an indicator of a latex allergy because of a similar chemical Mm. component in both things. Oh, really? So like usually people who have an allergy to avocado are also have an allergy to latex. So there's some well, things I, where like, it, I don't think it seems I've ever like there's eaten no correlation, latex. but there is. I don't think I've ever eaten latex, so I wouldn't know if I have an allergy. Isn't that like a contact allergy? Yeah. Yeah. You've never you put, put anything- in your eye? You've never put any latex on any part of your body? You put it in your eye? Uh, <laughs> very nice. Yeah, I'm being why stupid. You, I'm just being stupid. Why don't we talk about our experience with- Matilda. I almost said Annie. I always almost say Annie when it comes to this movie for some reason. Really? I know she's not an orphan, but it's one girl taking on the world on her own. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching this movie when it first came out um, DVD or VHS at the time. Um, But I haven't watched it a whole lot since. Mm. And uh, watching it this time, I was, I was, um, I don't know. I don't have like a nostalgia for it because it wasn't during my childhood that mm. it came out. Um, and I've never read the doll book. Um, but I was like, uh, thinking this time that th- this, this is Carrie for kids. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had our snow piercer, our, 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 our Charlie and the chocolate factory snow piercer debate. Um, this is the reverse of that. So you're saying because because the book came out in like eighty 
80 something, mm-hmm. but Carrie came out before it. Right. So this is Dahl creating something out of out of Stephen King's Carrie, whereas Snowpiercer is creating something from Charlie. It's all connected. Yeah. It's all yeah. connected. I think we might have brought it up. I remember Tiffany, I think at least, was telling me that she felt like Matilda was connected to Carrie. I, I didn't remember if we talked about it in the episode or not, but I don't remember talking about it in the episode. Yeah. It really yeah. is. There's definitely, definitely like the school and meeting the nice teacher mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, she doesn't really, she didn't kill anybody. No, this, but, but if she was a little older and maybe if she was pushed to the brink, you know, cause people are, well, by I think and if, large, it, people are nice to her. It's maybe just if the, she, maybe if she was older and she had PMS, she probably would start right, killing people. Right. Yeah. She has no idea what's coming for her, but mm-hmm. I think Honey will be a great, yeah, a great, yeah, mother in that respect. Yeah. So because her mother was shit, and Carrie's yeah. mother was shit, you know? and and she's not. I don't know. We don't see she's very religious. There's nothing saying she's religious, right? Oh, Honey. Yeah. No. So she Just can't. Honey, she can't end so, up. No. Okay. So she can't end up being what Carrie's mom was. No. Which is good. No. What about you, Jose? Um, I definitely watched this as a kid. I definitely have a, um, maybe not specific memories of it, but definitely a fondness for it. And and it's not a movie that I watch often, but I do enjoy it. And it's something that I'd probably, if I saw it on TV, I would stop and, and watch the whole thing. Um, I think it's just a really easy movie to watch that doesn't feel long, that, that just... As a kid, I think it was just just the ideas and it were really simple for me to, not simple, but very easy for me to understand. Um, Yeah, and so it's just a movie I, I've always enjoyed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched the crap out of this on my VHS. Um, this was one of the movies that I watched with my mom a lot and then I watched it a lot on my own. Um, to the And then I had, and then I didn't watch it once for like, must have been like 15 years or something. And then watching this again, it's like, it's like I watched it last week. It just like came rushing back when I started watching it. I was like, Oh, I remember this next part. This happens. And this happens next time. And there's so many, like uh, with certain moments in movies, there's a visual thing that gets like burned into your brain as like a sense. That's not just visual. Like as an example, when when the mom gets up and she has like her eyes her uh, um oh her, her, her mask, uh, mask. mask. Yeah. Yeah. just the eyes something like that when i was young it wasn't just like i saw it and it was weird it's like i saw it and i had like an all senses reaction to it like it, it i had a smell attached to it i had a sound attached to it i had a taste attached to it so when I see it now, what were you doing while you were watching this movie? <laughs> but, but it's kind of like it's kind of like too when I'm watching the kid eat the the cake. I I had this like reaction where your imagination works up so much when you're young. I think that that it um it assumes these certain senses and like oh that's what it would taste like, that's what it would smell like, and it connects that as a memory. And so when I when I'm looking back on it now and I see like her get up 
from from her bed with the mask on that looks so funny it's more than just like a memory of oh i remember that being creepy when i was a kid and and more like oh it's weird it's like this weird feeling i can't describe and this movie has so much of that throughout its entirety and um man i'm so glad we watched this again i was i was loving this movie so much yeah yeah i like it yeah we'll give us a log line sure a neglected girl outsmarts her idiotic family and a horrible headmistress by using her intelligence and newly found telekinesis abilities. Mm-hmm. I like how her telekinesis is kind of slowly sprinkled through the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I wish it was. I wish it was more pronounced in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Whenever they're they're setting her up through her being a little kid, um, yeah, wish it was. Yeah, I think it feels good for me when she's getting more in tune with like her own confidence and and ability like that. But part of me kind of thinks, is it is it great that her ability is tied to how <laughs> mad she gets from thinking about her family? What's the lesson in that? But but then it switches for no reason because she's able to use it in the classroom mm-hmm. with Miss Honey and she's not mad or anything, but she right. can, you know, raise the picture or make make all this stuff hide in the classroom. So where do you maybe, think maybe she's, she's always thinking about like her parents yelling at her when she like it's something she has to be thinking about to to use. Um because I was reading the trivia for the for the movie and it says that in the book once she's adopted she doesn't have her powers anymore see but in the in the movie she does she does right. it says she will she hardly ever uses her powers anymore but she does get moby dick of all fucking books <laughs> off of the shelf and bring it to the bed with her powers right so she can read it to miss honey that's the final scene in the book that would make more sense to me if it's a thing where like it's something that came to her because she needed it. Mm-hmm. That it's that because of how stressful her life was and, and the situation she was in, it's it, it it supernaturally came to her because the only reason she could do it by thinking about all the anger is because of all the stress it was causing her. And then that allowed the supernatural level of her powers to come out because she needed to save everybody around her. Mm-hmm. But if and she herself. just kept, yeah. indirectly herself, yeah. But if she just kept it to move Moby Dick books, <laughs> unless she's really stressed out and she doesn't want to get out of bed and she really needs that book in front of her right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's angry about reading Moby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> I've never read that book, I but be, I have no I, desire. I'd be angry about reading it. <laughs> See, my thing that I didn't understand is why she likes Charles Dickens. Dick Dar- Darl's chickens. Chickens. Darl's chickens. <laughs> chickens. I, yeah, that I was like, of all the authors that you could have picked to, to have her praise, like I get that it's for the joke and a reference to a to another book. Well, she's she's reading some really advanced stuff in her wagon, right? Mm-hmm. Some some really really advanced shit, right? I guess my point being is just because it's advanced. I don't think in any way, shape, or form is Charles Dickens good. It's what an advanced book. book. What books are his? But uh, he wrote uh, Great Expectations. Oh, there we go. That's yeah. all I need to hear. 
That's all you need to hear? <laughs> Fucking hate that book. Yeah. I didn't mind great expectations. Book. I think it's because of the, I don't know, something about being forced to read any book in school is like that, but there were quite a few books I enjoyed. But I that only one enjoyed was a drag. one. <laughs> one book during high school. Why? That I enjoyed reading. What book? And I read it in one go. The Old Man in the Sea. It's an Ernest Hemingway book. Mm. Yeah. I haven't read it. Like we had to read the Red Badge of Courage and I was just like, fuck this. I don't want to read about war. I don't want to fucking read this book. In Cold Blood. We read In Cold Blood in, in high school. I have not heard of these books. Truman Capote. Truman Capote book. Mm. There was a, a movie made of the book mm. it's about a murder um i remember reading that but i wasn't a really good reader in school did so, you not like it or um i i if i'm forced to read something that i'm not interested in i fall asleep yeah yeah my dad does exactly the same thing um so i'll get halfway down the page and my eyes will get heavy and i'll fall right to sleep or I will force myself to read and I will read a half a page and have no idea. I'm just, I'm just reading words. It's not, it's not doing right, anything for right. me because I don't fucking care. And so it's really hard for me to read. And it was really hard for me to read in high school, in, in school at all. How about when you were on her age? Uh, I had trouble starting to read, mm. actually. I remember being in first grade and not, you know, they were teaching us you know, words and we were reading Dick and Jane and stuff like that. I remember, remember stumbling over tomorrow, trying to read tomorrow. You didn't have a, you didn't have a wonderful poem for that. And huh? <laughs> Mrs. T, Mrs. O, no. Mrs. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, that's spelling. Yeah. Um, and I'm horrible at spelling. Um, but, but yeah, I don't, that 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 makes me in awe of Matilda and and the character that that is created early on in the story, even though it's created through through narration to hurry up the hurry the story up along, um, which I don't mind very much in this this story. But um, that's that's awesome. Whenever a kid wants to learn and wants to be educated like that, and they have this voracious appetite for for knowledge and they want to read and stuff. I think that's something that should be commended and, and explored and nurtured and give them everything that they want, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is one of the best advertisements for the library. Cause I saw this movie and, and I for Cheerios. I <laughs> yeah. Like the dead on shot of her smiling after <laughs> it's just prime product placement. Yeah, there's a lot of the, product placement. Oh yeah, there yeah, is a ton. But the Cheerios one was like just an ad, like just is that when she was having it float to eat? Yeah, that's when yeah. she was first exploring her her yeah. abilities. Yeah, she's uh filling the the bowl up yeah. to get all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why my mom bought a lot of Cheerios cuz I probably was like, "Mom, if Matilda Cheerios. gets smart by reading books and eating Cheerios, I'm going to read books and eat Cheerios." <laughs> Did you read books when you were young? Yeah, yeah I think you read you read Darl's Chickens. I did not read Darl's Chickens. I did read a lot though. Yeah. I was I was in I was in like I was in the upper class of my kindergarten because I read books. And um, you're in the you're, you're in the upper class of any room. <laughs> the moment I walk in, 
everyone stops breathing because they need my permission to do so. No, that's because you smell like farts. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I love to read. And I, and I honestly think, I think this movie was a part of it. Um, I remember watching this. I don't know what age I was, but I remember wanting to go to the library and, and get books. That's awesome. Yeah. I really did connect to her in that, in that way. Um, I didn't have to, I didn't have to fight for the books myself, but I remember I always got a bunch of books from the school library and I like to read a lot and um, recently not so much. I still like to read, but I haven't, I didn't, I don't think I read a single book last year. Yeah. I feel, I feel like my brain got dumb. I started reading two and then I got bored. Yeah. Yeah. One of them's Michelle Obama's biography. <laughs> becoming? <laughs> yeah. Becoming. I got, <laughs> I got halfway through it and I'm like, oh, all right, I get it. I'll get the title. What is she yeah. becoming? The next president. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, it starts off her as a young girl in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So she's becoming Michelle Obama. That's why her Obama. name is after the becoming. becoming. Yeah, that makes sense. What about you, Jose? Did you read a lot? Um, mm-hmm. I liked to read as a kid. I, I read a lot. I was a kid who brought a book with me to like family gatherings and I would just sit in a corner and read. And then I think that's just your antisocial nature coming up. Yes, but I like to I like to read. <laughs> yeah. Uh, middle school to high school really ruined reading for me because I've never been one to appreciate literary features. I think they're a load of shit. You didn't want you didn't read the Great Gatsby and say the color green is everywhere. Like I, I, I hate shit like that. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't, I guess like that stuff exists in movies too, but it doesn't bother me in movies, but in, in books and then having to write about it, was just a load of shit to me. Like I hate literary analysis and it ruined books for me. And I like reading for like pleasure, but reading and having to analyze what the syntax or prose of a book and all of that shit, I think is a waste of fucking time. And adds no real life skill to me. And I think it's like a huge waste in, in school. And that's I think my in personal. Some, in some ways it can detract from the actual story and the actual book. Yeah. And so like, like there's definitely books that I found enjoyable. Um, like from high school, I remember liking, I remember enjoying Othello. It was one of my favorite books in high school. Um, I hated Heart of Darkness. Like that book is just a load of symbolism. Yeah. Um, but then there were books that that were like chock full of symbolism that I enjoyed, and I just couldn't. Probably the way that the symbolism's presented. Yeah. Because some books where it's like it it all is symbolism, where the point is symbolism, and it's you don't get anything out of it if it's not symbolism. But I think the best ones are if you dig a little deeper, you find more meaning in it. But it's never the point. It's never like the the forefront. You're like, see, the color green represents money, and there's green on the other side of the other side of the ocean where he sees green, and he really he sees money. There's a lot of green, great which, which is money, the economy. I, my dollar dollar. Oh shit! I I gotta get a new. I gotta order a new credit card. I think I lost mine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just um, reminded myself. I forgot. See, the Great Gatsby does do something for that's you. That's true. A book that I remember reading in high school that I just was not memorable to me at all in high school, but I read again as an adult, and I 
really enjoyed was Frankenstein. Mm. Reading it in high school, I think, was a complete fucking waste on me. But reading it as an adult, like it, it, it resonated with me a lot more. I think that's my other issue with like literary analysis at a certain like high school, like in the high school level. It just, I don't give a shit what the color green means or anything like that or syntax or prose or what emotions it can invoke in the reader. Like all of that was just bullshit to me at the time. And it's still bullshit to me now. But reading Frankenstein for pleasure was so, was such an enjoyable experience as an adult but as a kid i was just like okay right like i think part of it is like why i loved reading in, in like elementary school is they want you to read basically like anything as long as you read anything they want you to read and so when you pick out a book whatever it is it's i mean there's, sometimes there's a sign reading but but it's like hey you just picked out a book read that book i want you to read and then in, in middle in elementary and in, in high school it's all about we need you to read the best books we need you to the best books as chosen by teachers a hundred years ago by a bunch of old <laughs> dead white teachers yeah. it's, it's teachers yeah i remember in fifth grade we were split up into reading groups right based off of your your reading level and i got put into the level with the more the the most advanced reading level and to this day i could not tell you the name of the book but it was genuinely one of the most boring things I've ever read. And as a kid, like I remember thinking, what's the point of showcasing my ability to like read or like making an effort on these reading comprehension tests? If I'm stuck reading You're these boring pieces of shit, <laughs> <laughs> like I could tell that the lower reading groups were really enjoying the books that they were reading. And like, Everybody in my reading group collectively was like, this book's fucking boring. And so we were all kind of just like, I remember that distinctly. Like we were all like, what's the point of us being in a more advanced group mm. if See, we're punished with the content? Like like maybe not in fifth grade. I mean, it, 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 it should be kind of easy reading in fifth grade, like a book that you can completely read if you, in a day, if you set your mind to it, right? In, in grade school. But I think once you get into high school, um, you should be able to make a case to the teacher like, Hey, you know, I'm trying to read a scarlet letter and I'm, I'm on the third chapter and I keep falling asleep. It's fucking boring. I hate it. Can I read something else? Um, and, and choose something else to read. Um, I, I can understand like they want to, everybody needs to read this book and we're going to analyze it and, and we're going to talk about it. And, you know, you need to read these chapters and then the next day we're going to talk about them. But that, that kind of screws over the, the people that are avid readers and actually want to read something that, that, um, that actually stimulates their mind um, the Scarlet Letter does does nothing to stimulate your mind, um, and I think you should be able to make a case as as a student. Hey, this isn't doing anything for me. I need to read something else. You give them a you know hentai you, manga, and you say, "I think this if, would really if, be the way you, for me." It, well, I mean, 
even that you can do that you can do the same analysis on a, on manga oh yeah then yeah. you can on the scarlet letter or on moby dick or on fucking the house of the seven gables which is another nathaniel hawthorne snooze fest <laughs> i think what's important in that respect is is you're not especially when you're learning about that you shouldn't be be thrown into these books where like something like great expectations which i think should be burned um, you shouldn't be looking at that as, oh, see how this great author used this literary device. I think it's much more important to see you love this book and you need to know why you love this book. Like, right. look at it. See, you don't need to go like, oh, it's so, it goes so deep, but, but there's a reason you like it. And, and it's because of the way it's written. It's because of the content of it. And I think figuring that out for yourself is much more important than, mm-hmm. oh, why is Shakespeare do this shit. I remember a teacher told me my analysis of Shakespeare was wrong. And I was like, but see, I looked at him like, that's, that's, the, whole, that's, that's, that's the whole thing. Bullshit. In, in, in like, like middle and high school, if your analysis isn't the same as the teacher's analysis, then you're wrong. Yeah. But books aren't written because everybody is going to have the same opinion of them. Books aren't written because everyone's going to see the exact same things through them. Just same with films. Whenever we're in film analysis, there are some things that are obvious, but there are some things that I might get from it that you might not get that, that uh, Jose might not get. Right. And vice versa. I might not get half the fucking shit in the film that you guys see because it's all context and it's all, it's all the way everybody sees the world. And whenever you're in, in, in school and you're forming those, those opinions and stuff for someone to tell you that you're fucking wrong all the time that, Oh, you're not analyzing it correctly is, is so degrading and demeaning. Mm Uh, to me, to me, it just nullifies all of it because then you have a brilliant mind and then they're like, well, why the fuck do I, why should I even fucking bother? Why should I even bother if I'm fucking wrong? Mm-hmm. And you're not wrong because you saw something they didn't see. Mm-hmm. Which is what makes Matilda's. Yeah. Um, let's get back to the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, that's a good point. That's what makes, what makes Matilda's education so, so great is because she does have those opposite, um, voices to her the entire time but because of her own personal passion for wanting to learn and wanting to go Mm -hmm. out and do her own stuff is i love her going out with her wagon it's so cute and she goes picks up all the books and the the librarian helping her oh like you know you can take them home if you have a library card oh it's so wonderful but she lies she says you can take as many books as you want yeah that you can't do that you can (laughs) you could never do that but if you get on the librarian's good side you can you can get away with anything yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe maybe back in the eighties. Now it's too it now it's all corporate structured with the government telling you what you can and no, can't. No, now read. it's all done through a computer. So the computer will tell you, <laughs> Oh, you you have so many books out you can't rent anymore. Yeah. So there's no way yeah. to check them out, actually. Yeah. I thought so, you were gonna say no, something. Yeah, I, I, you're gonna say <laughs> wanna do fun facts? Yeah. Uh Matilda came out in nineteen ninety six. Its runtime is an hour and forty two minutes. It was directed by Danny DeVito, who also directed, um, let's see, nothing that I've ever heard of. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. He's got a movie called Throw Mama from the Train, The War of the Roses, uh, Hoffa, Death to Smoochie, 
duplex, yeah. and then not really anything recent. I am a little surprised that he didn't end up doing a little bit more that I would have heard of. Um, well, you you haven't heard of those movies because you weren't alive when they were made, right? But uh, this movie they, those was are made. very very good good movies. Yeah. Um, and I think most of those are on my list of movies to watch. Really? Already? Yeah. Oh wow, that's yeah. great! I'm excited. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't made a recent one. I don't, maybe he just enjoys acting. He's just he's too busy with that. Uh, always sunny. Always sunny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the screenplay was written by Nicholas Kazan, who wrote Fallen, Reversal of Fortune, The Whole Truth, Bicentennial Man. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, not much else. But yeah. All right. Uh, cinematography is Stefan Chapsky. How do you pronounce a C and a Z? Is it Ch? Chapsky? Yes. Stefan Chapsky. Um, he also was a cinematographer on Edward Scissorhands, uh, Blades of Glory, uh, Stargirl. Recently, what is this Stargirl? It's a CW show, isn't it? Oh, yikes. What'd I heard you- it's pretty good. Uh, what'd you do, buddy? I don't care. CW show. I want here. I did Max, <laughs> uh, <laughs> The Thin Blue Line. Yeah. Oh, he did Child's Play too as well. I can see the Edward Scissorhands and the Matilda. Yeah. Connection. Yeah, definitely. It feels very. Um, even watching this, it feels like a little Tim Burtony in a lot of the a lot very of the gross shots. That yeah. especially a lot of wide angle lenses. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, shot from underneath. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, from you can, underneath panning up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I yeah. love the way that they shoot. Um, trotch, trotchbull, right? Trunch, 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 trunch trunchbull. Okay, um, dude, my name's already. I love the way that they balls. shoot crotchballs all the time because <laughs> she's always like, even in the car, they they get so close to her at a wide lens. They're looking up at her. They always make her look so fucking big. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I love the cinematography in this movie. I think it's I think it's so much fun. It adds a lot of character to mm-hmm. to everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um because it's really like it's really like fantastic. Like a lot of the stuff is so ridiculous, but it's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole movie's just fun. Yeah. 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 Move on to some names. I think I got I think I did okay on yeah. this one. Blake's character corner. Um all right, so we got our main lady, uh Matilda Wormwood. I don't know the names of her parents. This Mr. and Mrs. Wormwood is all I would get. All right. Okay. That's all I would know, too. Is, okay. Well, her, I, I think her, it's mentioned. Her dad's name is Harry, and her mom's name is Zinnia, like the flower. Okay. Uh, what's her brother's name? Do we know that? Michael. Michael Wormwood. Um, her teacher is Miss Honey. Mm-hmm. I don't know her first name. Jennifer. Jennifer Honey. Um, her best friend is Lavender. I would say Lavender Brown, but that's from Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, and then the principal of the school is Miss Trunchbull. Uh-huh. What's her first name? Agatha. Agatha, right, yeah. Agatha Trunchbull. Um, and then we also have the cute pig t- pigtail girl, Amanda Thrip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anyone else I should know? No, nah, that's about it. Yeah, yeah, you did good. Yeah, yeah. Um, now on names. Yeah, um, I, I for what some about reason, the name of the kid who ate the cake. Oh, Bog Trottle or something like that. I don't know his last name. I know his first name. <sighs> Is it another B? Yes. 
Bobby? No. Borgle. Bor- <laughs> what the Borgle? fuck is uh, Borgle? Borgle. 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 Um, Benny. And the Jets. No. Borgle in the bunch. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his last name is something like Bogtrox or Bogtrox. There's or two B's. There's yeah, two, yeah. there's two B's. I don't remember the last name, but his name is Bruce. Bruce Bogtrottle. I'm going to look him up. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Bogtrotter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, Amanda Thrip is so fucking cute the way yeah. she responds to to Trunchbull. <laughs> what are those? What's what, Miss Trunchbull? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's she has a sweet. Uh, just that her voice is sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she looks so fresh meat. <laughs> is that what she says? Or does yeah, she, she does. Yeah. <laughs> She yeah, she's so cute. I definitely had well, she wasn't my teacher, but there was a, a gym uh teacher in high school that that reminds me of her in my high school, yeah. <laughs> Did she pick up people throwing? She looked like she could. Yeah, yeah. 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 What's the term for for the throwing? What do they call it? Um Well there was shot put. And javelin. Then there was javelin and hammer toss. Hammer toss. Yeah, hammer, hammer throw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when yeah. she said, uh, but <laughs> did you say but? <laughs> Everyone, hammer throw. <laughs> <laughs> I like how how often the kids just speak in unison mm-hmm. or or how I, I guess like it, it's super just like the number of reaction shots for the kids are so funny because they're so dramatic about it. Um, and like, as a kid, I always remember the scene, the assembly, like where Bruce is eating the cake and all like the panning shots of the kids and all that, just like their faces were always so funny to just pick each, each kid in a, a different kid in each scene and just see what face, like, like, I just like, I'd like to imagine like what direction they were given and then they just came up with like those faces. It's really entertaining to me. They're definitely better kid background actors in Matilda than there was in um, the Santa Claus. <laughs> I was say High School Musical. High School yeah. Musical. <laughs> <laughs> no, they really were. Yeah. The ones that stuck to me in that assembly is when they, she gave them the cake, and you hear, "That's not cake. That's poison." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Hortense, Hortensia yeah. is a big, the big girl. Mm-hmm. She's, yeah. I thought she was going to play a more important role and she didn't. Yeah, what, I can't even remember like her doing anything in the later She just band. saves she's them just from. in the from, class yeah. with, she's in Bruce's class, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was shocked watching this back that she threw uh, Amanda like that. <laughs> I but once she like grabbed the pigtails, I'm like, oh, I remember now what she's gonna do. <laughs> yeah, just just the just the thought of her like swinging her around st- straight from the pigtails, just the the thought of that like, God, that hair is gonna just give way. Yeah, she's gonna <laughs> yeah. rip them off. Oh my gosh! Uh, in the real world, uh, that would never happen. Um, but I was. 
I was wondering if that might have been the first clue as to Matilda's powers because oh, right, right. she clears the fence. Everyone's yeah. looking and there's there's a clear, it looks like she's going to land right on the spikes of the fence, but she actually clears it and then skids to a stop while picking flowers. And And I was thinking, watching it the second time, I'm like, that's like the first clue that Matilda, but we don't focus on Matilda too much. Yeah. Um, I think that, that, that could have like little things like that could have been played up a little more. Mm -hmm. Um, and then whenever you watch it and she gets her powers, you go, ah, she was, she had her powers all along. I think her getting the cake perfectly when she like has has uh, her dad rip off the hat and the cake flies up and she gets the cake yeah. and she gets the fork. That's I think another yeah. sign of yeah. her powers. Yeah. I, and I think if in, in that scene where where they had, I think played up a little bit more than Matilda helped save her from from that. I think that would have been booked end when she helps the kid fly at the mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would have been full circle where. Yeah. Um, you know she it's her in both instances. Yeah. 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 But it's not it's not so well defined in the the tart or the custard tart or whatever she gets in the Right. Yeah. And and I wouldn't even thought about Amanda. it with Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. But she, I'm glad she was able to get the flowers for for Miss Honey. Yeah. <laughs> I got you these Miss Honey. <laughs> yeah. It's cute. It's cute. I was I was just gonna. You know, I was gonna make a joke at how um, how we were confused, or you two were a little confused, as to seeing Sharpay at the final music, final song in High School Musical, and uh-huh. how that kind of threw off the message of the movie. I think it's just as confusing that that um, Danny DeVito is narrating the movie when he's the villain, one of the villains. Well, he's not. <laughs> He's listen, not really listen, the buddy. villain. No, I'm no, with he's you. not the villain. Yeah. I'm with you though. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah, but in in the subtitles it does say narrator. It doesn't say Mister uh, Wormwood. Wormwood. Yeah. I do think Danny DeVito's a good narrator though. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think yeah. he he adds. I think he should have got someone else to narrate it. Maybe I. It doesn't bother me too much. I was mainly joking, but because you know his voice so yeah, well, it's so defined. Yeah. 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 Um, that. Uh, I think he, if he would have got someone else to narrate it, it would have been good. It would have been good. Yeah. I'd be, I think, I think they'd be able to find someone perfectly fine. I do. I do think he's a really good narrator in this, especially when he's kind of describing the heartfelt bits of Matilda when she wants to start reading and stuff. I I think he has a lot of, he has a really good delivery and it kind of makes me, kind of makes me feel all warm inside. Yeah. But then you see him being a big dummy, being a crook. I think what really works for me for his narrating is right after the scene where where Mr. Wormwood is tells her people get punished for doing uh bad things, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's the narrator that says he made a mistake and he taught her For me that really lesson. works that it's the same voice acknowledging that he he misspoke. Mm. For mm. that, that really worked with me when I when I watched it this time. Maybe it's supposed to be like he's telling the story, but he's inserting himself in just as the father to strengthen the narration. Maybe he's in prison 
And he's reflecting on Matilda's story as he sits oh. and stares at the ceiling. Well, yeah, they did run away to a U.S. territory. So. <laughs> Guam. <laughs> Guam. Of all places. Where Guam. would be the best place to run to? I don't know. Like Cuba. Canada. You place can with just... no extradition. Yeah. Cuba. Well, find an island. North Korea. There's There's where you'd go. Um, that's the good spot. It's hard to run now though, because they'll flag you in the system. And then as soon as you show your passport, Snowden got away. Now he's Russian. <laughs> well, he, he was, he was right. He was Russian to get out of here. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> um, he might not have been flagged yet. Yeah. I don't know the history of that. <clears throat> But can you even just book a flight to Russia anymore? I'm sure you could. Yeah, I don't see why you couldn't. But I'm sure there's not a direct flight to Russia. Why wouldn't there be? It's too far away. Oh well, yeah, maybe not directly from here, but so no as soon as no you different than getting as soon someone. as you run someone's name and you know they're on a plane, you just catch them where they where they stop before they get to their destination. Yeah. The see to me that the Snowden getting away was like a a misstep, FBI mistake. From my understanding, he was probably gone before they really knew he blew the whistle, right? I don't know. Mm. No, nothing mm. about this. I don't man. give a fuck about that motherfucker. Anyways, let's go back to our fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> I love Miss Honey. Miss Honey's so nice. She gets the flowers, and she's so sweet, so kind. I, I like her. She might be too sweet. Think it's fake? You think she's putting on a front? In the context of the story, no. Because she has to be the complete opposite of her parents. Right? Her parents are more psychologically abusive than they are anything else. I mean, they're, they're idiots who just want to watch TV and swindle people out of money by selling them shitty cars, ignore your daughter. Um, even, even, uh, their debate with miss honey about, uh, college, about education and about, about, uneducated people. I mean, that's, that's a debate that still goes on today. Oh yeah. I mean, it's at the yeah, forefront yeah, yeah. of everything. Um, like, like the, the, the college elites versus the blue collar workers. Right. Um, except in this case, Mr. Wormwood has no ground to stand on considering he's not trying to make an honest living in any way. No, not, yeah. not at all. But, but he's still, it's a very similar argument. A, yeah. a blue collar worker. Yeah. I mean, um, even though he does own his own business, he never went to college. He built his business from scratch. We, we assume. Um, but the way he does business is completely illegal and underhanded. Um, but then you have miss honey who obviously went to college because she's a teacher and knows the, knows the value of education mm -hmm. and sees, sees something special in Matilda. She's the only one who sees something special in Matilda. So that debate, uh, that debate really got me like, this has been going on a while. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, she stood her ground pretty well in that debate. 
She yeah. she kind of had a little bit more of a fire in her than you would think from the initial time she's she's, she's not introduced. as timid as you expect her to be in that scene. Yeah, the way yeah. she kind of like essentially forces her way in and has them turn off the TV and everything. And then she also kind of has she has more of a sense than most people on Twitter where she sees she's getting nowhere so she says, "Okay, I see I'm not getting anywhere here." And then that's it. There's nothing productive to be said here. <laughs> Right. She gives her the book anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on Twitter, it's, oh, yeah, I bet you're so triggered right now, huh? On on Twitter, it's, I know I can't win the argument, so I'm going to yell and scream and tell you how stupid you are, and then I'm going to disappear. That's exactly. every social media platform. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not- I'm, I'm using Twitter as a general. Yeah. That's any human interaction. True. Yeah. Anytime I try yeah. to talk to you, Brandon, you start screaming. Fuck and you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. But she needs Matilda. She needs Matilda to to kick her right in the direction and and steal stuff. Well, actually, I guess it's not stealing. She can't steal back. your own stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She needs her back to give her to get her right in the direction that she needs to and get her stuff back from the meanie. Yeah, but Matilda needs her to get her out of the chokey. Exactly. It's a perfect two-way relationship. Yeah. They both need each other. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. Dum, dum, dum. I thought I had a burp, but I didn't. <laughs> I would think watching this movie, Brandon, that Trunchbull would be maybe your favorite character of what we've seen so far, as opposed to maybe Rafe, Rafe in uh, Schindler's List. I thought Trunchbull was stupid. You thought she I was thought, stupid? I thought... Uh, I mean, I li- I liked her. I like I liked her character. As I just thought a, how, as a she, how mean she was okay. to children. I thought you would. This but seems she's like something mean you would. For no like. reason. She's mean for no reason. Like, yeah. well, she like, has, she just hates kids. Yeah, yeah. But why would you be in that job if you hated kids? Because you right? enjoy hating children, right? Like Snape didn't hate kids. He just wanted them to be better because he knew what was coming. Right? I disagree. I think he just hates so, kids. No, yeah, no I think Snape, kids Snape did not hate kids. <sighs> Snape hates children. He did not hate Harry. I have no idea why he named his child after Snape. Snape is a fucking asshole. Snape's a wonderful, brilliant character. No, he still not. shouldn't he's have named his asshole. kid after fucking Snape. Oh, you're named after Albus Severus. Easily, you name your kid after Hagrid. 100%. Absolutely. That's what his little girl's named after. Hagrid. <laughs> <laughs> She's a beast. <laughs> she, he basically turned his kid, I didn't even think about this, he turned his kid into when when Dumbledore introduces himself in the room. My name is Alfred, Albus Wilfred Brian, Brian Dumbledore. There's another name in there. There's Percival. Got, Percival. Percival. Yeah. yeah. Now he's got to say, "Oh, my name is Snape Severus Dumbledore Albus Potter." Al- it's Albus Severus. It's not Snape. There's no Snape in there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just as stupid. My name is Albus Severus Potter. I was named after the two greatest headmasters of Hogwarts. He has to say that every time he introduces himself. <laughs> and one of and us, then one, of them, <laughs> one of them led us down a very dark path. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything. Well, now we'll get into Harry Potter and the yeah, next we got, Harry Potter we got podcast. Seven more movies to talk about. Um, yeah, I just. 
I didn't, I didn't, I didn't connect with her. I didn't find anything that she did like all that humorous. Really? I thought she yeah. was so funny. I thought you would get a kick out of her. I got more of a kick out of her when she was out of the school. Uh-huh. And she was in the house and she was running around and she she had she had set like the booby traps of the pots and pans on the stairs so no one could could use them without making a whole bunch of noise. I mean that's that's kind of smart. Yeah. And um like her story of how she got the house and how she she more or less killed they allude to the fact that she killed Magnus, Honey's father, and took the house and the money, um, and Honey later on escaped and went to go live in her little house. Mm-hmm. But um, but I, I, I thought that was a better story than her being the headmistress. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's, that surprises me. I think forcing Bruce to eat the cake was was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I guess I just always I always see how much you love when Dobby gets kicked down the stairs. Well, because he deserves it because he's Dobby. <laughs> uh, it's I, the it's when she breaks the plate on his fucking head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of anything in the movie, that's like the one I'm like I think that was a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I don't uh, know. I I I thought everything she did was so fucking funny. Oh, I like love throwing it. throwing darts at the kids' pictures was kind of funny. <laughs> I thought, oh, uh, man. On, the, on the dartboard uh, in her office, yeah. But I, I I don't know. It's like it's like um, whenever I was in grade school, you could still spank kids mm-hmm. in school. So like nobody want I, my friend Jim. I think got spanked. Um, but I mean, wasn't a good kid. <laughs> he got caught. He got caught selling pot in fifth grade. So he wasn't a good kid. (laughs) So if a kid gets punished like that and they deserve it like Dobby, then it's funny. Dobby doesn't deserve to be kicked down the stairs, but it's, but it is funny. Um, it's a, it's a good character moment. Um, (laughs) but, but that was completely, uh, on, uh, Lucius's idea. Yeah. Yeah, That's what makes it so funny. It's because, because Lucius is such a fucking, twat yeah like through and through such a a a coward and and you know neutered turd i can't remember if it was in i don't know i can't remember if we talked about this before but if it was in like the recent harry potter documentary they did or if it was like in other behind the scenes where christopher columbus after after he did the kicking thing after a Lucius did the kicking. He's like, "Oh, well, let's do it again." You tripped. It was yeah. It was yeah. in the the HBO Max. Yeah, Harry that's Potter what it was. Thing. And yeah. he's like, "No, yeah. I didn't trip. I kicked I Dobby kicked, down the I stairs. I kicked Dobby down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because they were putting Dobby in later on. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's so great. That's so that's great. Yeah, that's great. And and his story about getting getting Draco in the hand with his his yeah his cane yeah. uh, cane. Like he said, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> and and uh, and him saying it was like working with Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. He would be so mean, <laughs> and then come out of the scene and be so nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I think like something in this movie like that is like Danny DeVito's character. Yeah, because, probably because he's um, su- such a turd. <laughs> he's such a turd, but um, Mara Wilson's mom during the production of the movie had breast cancer. And so 
Danny DeVito uh, would take care of her while her mom was like when they were uh, like not on set and her dad was working. They would take care of her like they would take her to her house so she had somewhere to go while her mom was in the hospital. Oh. I wonder if Danny Danny DeVito, um, I wonder if their kids are around the same age. I think what I was reading was when the movie was in development, he really wanted uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen because it said his kids were really big fans of them at the time. Okay. At the at the time that the movie was in development, but they were busy, so that's why she was Mara Wilson was cast instead. Mm. Um so I was also huge fans. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I'm guessing they were around similar close in age. But yeah, and then yeah, her her mom kids. did die of breast cancer before the movie um came out. Oh. So I think the the movie is dedicated to her to her mom. But yeah, Danny DeVito uh, really like made sure that the the set was enjoyable as possible for her because she was going through through all that through a lot. Can't you, imagine you, you can't tell she's having fun on set. Yeah, I mean yeah. her smile mm-hmm. and 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 stuff. And she's she's a great actress. She did great, and she's Mrs. Doubtfire too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the mm-hmm. fun facts is during her like dancing scene, she was super nervous. So Danny DeVito made the whole crew dance with her, like behind camera, so she could do her scene. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> oh, that's cute. That's yeah, cute. like I, I think that's one of my like favorite things. Yeah. yeah, I think that's one of my favorite things about this movie, knowing the behind the scenes stuff about it. Like how, like I, I can't imagine having to make a movie while your mom is in the hospital. Yeah. And, the, like just the the support she had from from every actor on set just it, it comes across in the movie yeah and i think that's something that that why i'm really fond about it what what the movie probably means to them mm-hmm. as as just normal people too. yeah yeah especially her yeah um yeah that's cool that's mm-hmm. cool i do like whenever um <clears throat> whenever Matilda stands up to her father. Mm-hmm. She's not scared like, to do it. She's not, she's not afraid of him mm-hmm. at all. You know? Um, like, cause she, she's, she knows she's so much smarter than them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm kind of torn with, with the magic in the movie. I, I mean, I like it. I, I like it. I, I, I think it could have been alluded to earlier, like I said. Um, but I, I think there's another movie or, you know, another book where she outsmarts them with what she learns from the books that she's read. Because we, we get a little bit of that with her multiplication. You know, I read a book um, on math <laughs> and she can like multiply big numbers or add big numbers. Um, like whenever Danny DeVito comes in or Mrs. Mr. Wormwood comes in and, and has uh, Michael start doing the math of how much money that he made during the day. And she does it all in her head. Um, You're being smart with me. Yeah. You're punishing me for being smart. (laughs) Right. Smart Alec, you know, (laughs) her, her, her mouth in those instances just really, um, I don't know. It's kind of like smart kids talk like that. Like, like, 
they want to they want to argue their way out of out of things whenever especially when an adult is wrong and they know the adult is wrong mm. you know um you can't just say you're being fucking stupid um to your parents <laughs> Do- doesn't ever work well uh uh so so being able to talk your way out of it or being able to um to get out of it with your mind um rather than your you know, telekinesis, uh, is, is a better lesson for kids, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's why I was a little torn on the, the lesson of the telekinesis itself where, where she's, 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 she has to draw from anger. She has to draw from her kind of her trauma in a way. And, um, I don't know if that's her, if that's supposed to be her gaining, her gaining personal power from her, from her like biggest critics or if it's like yes build your anger and <laughs> let your yeah, anger yeah. loose yeah, yeah. Which, which i'm not sure yeah. is the greatest way to handle that well then then yeah. she's becoming anakin exactly yeah <laughs> and that's where the carry line will will go eventually her powers go away and then when she goes to high school and she starts being bullied then her powers come back because miss honey is you know too nice to explain what a period is. There you go. That's it. You made the connection, Brandon. And then she goes to Charlie's chocolate factory. After she kills everyone (laughs) in the school. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you looked like Bruce, Bruce for a second there. I'm having a lot of, (laughs) a lot of burps. I, I got a, I got a small one earlier and then, some burnings burning coming up in my throat and then it's gone back down now. I just have to clear my throat a lot. I've been having this, this pain in my chest lately. That's like, it's like a bruise on the bone. And I in crack the middle it. of your chest. Yeah. Right in the middle. And I crack it, it like down, hurts down my, below like right here on the, it's more on that, oh. right. The very tippy top. It like hurts when huh. I press it right now. Well, don't press it. I want to do it though. Well, then we can't good. help you then. Like when I when I stretch it cracks sometimes. Yeah, it's really weird. If it cracks, has anyone practicing PR down below recently? Wait, say it. What? If it if it does that down below, be careful because you might develop a hernia down at the bottom, like here? bottom of your sternum. Yeah. Yeah, it's not there. Yeah, it's here. So I'm good on that for now. Yeah. Thank you, Brandon. So I used to do that a lot, and I know that I herniated my. Myself. I don't want to hurry myself. What are you going to say, Jose? I was just asking if, uh, like, Tiffany practiced CPR on you recently. (laughs) Well, not CPR. She went to donkey punch him, though, and she hit him in the chest. (laughs) 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 I remember I was... Aside from what we think about, like, how funny she is, I remember as a kid, I was so genuinely terrified of Trunchbull. Like, talk about associating all five senses with someone. Uh I'll add a sixth sense of pure terror. Really? And that's how I have a Trunchbull. What did she smell like? Um, (laughs) There's something about what I smelled like. Her teeth, and she's so sweaty. Teeth. To to me... Like if I had like associated a smell with her, she worked out in her in like multiple layers in her school 
like uni like her school outfit or whatever yeah. uniform and then just went to to work yeah like yeah that's the smell i associate like someone who just smells sweaty 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 yeah and greasy because you know that she doesn't wash her hair mm-hmm. and like horrible breath because yeah. those teeth man those unbrushed, gnarly teeth. Yeah. Well, especially when she's gross. eating the chocolate. Much too good for children. Yeah. <laughs> so nasty. Yeah, they make her they make into her into something just completely gross. It's all the close-ups. There's so many yeah. close-ups. Yeah. And even her 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 portrait above the fireplace. Yeah. 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 Matilda's comment on that uh was great. Yeah, I think all the stuff I found scary as a kid, I found really, I find really funny now. Yeah, yeah. like in in the in the the hiding and chasing scene in the house. That that <laughs> that is is some intense fucking filmmaking. It's well done. It yeah. is very well done yeah. because you like move up and you're like, no, 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 yeah. go the other way, go the other way. I I think what like takes that like makes the tension in that scene, like and and just elevates it for me. Is that in other movies that have something similar where you're sneaking around the house, right? The person who's looking for them is just like casually walking. Yeah. She's fucking yeah. sprinting. Yeah. And that, I think that alone, like just rose the tension in that scene so much. It starts out, she's just walking. Mm-hmm. And then once she tally hoes off of the balcony <laughs> and, uh, and and shakes every, shakes the entire I house. I love the way that shot. And like yeah, the sound design when she's running is <laughs> yeah. really good because it feels heavy. <laughs> and then the whole house shakes. Like everything about that yeah, was, it's was really scene. well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah thinking that, that Matilda is going to get caught also mm-hmm. hiding under the table. Um. Another magical, magical moment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. A magical yeah. moment. Um, and, and her not getting caught because of the way she, she holds herself up to the top of the table. Um, and then her sitting and eating chocolate cake at the fucking table <laughs> with Matilda um, under it. And then Miss Honey like going to the front door and starting the chase all over again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, in order for Matilda to escape. Uh, and they almost get caught so many times. Yeah. It's just so, so great. And she grabs the chain and ball and starts swinging that around down, down in the, in the basement. She says something like, uh, you're gonna die or something. She's, yeah. she's, she's throwing threats around. She is. Yeah. She is. She wants to kill. Yeah. Yeah. I love that scene so much. But I that w- Tally Ho specifically is so funny. Yeah. Tally Ho! <laughs> I wish there was something in incriminating um, in the house that they could have used against her. Right. Um, that's the only thing I'm lacking. Yeah. You know? Um, I know getting, uh, what do they call it? Not sissy doll. Lissy? Lissy doll. Lissy doll. Lissy doll. Mm. Um, getting Lissy doll was great whenever she goes back. Yeah, that whole haunting night is is all really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. I love how she brings the, the portrait of Agnes down from upstairs. That kind of scared me. 
when I saw him coming down from oh, up there. Oh, when, yeah. when, yeah. when Magnus is coming down and, yeah. and she puts the the Agnes's uh, portrait, uh, portrait in, the, in the fire yeah. and how it burns. That's great. Yeah. yeah. When, when, when the camera turns and she sees Magnus's coming down the stairs, I was like, whoa, oh, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She definitely, Matilda goes from learning to use her powers to really knowing how to control her powers really yeah, quick, really fast, really yeah. quickly, maybe too fast. That's why I think yeah. if she incorporated it a little earlier, the scale would make yeah. more sense. Yeah. But I think it's fun. I think it's, it's still fun, fun enough. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's still fun. It's still fun. I mean, if it was made today, it probably would be Yeah. like from the very beginning, like it would show her as a baby doing things more than just spelling her name and yeah. in the, the baby food everywhere. Yeah. Um, this is modern. It would turn into Chronicle. Either of you see that? No. Where he gets powers and he ends up killing everybody and he gets so powerful. And he flies around and blows things up. Crazy movie. They're oh, doing a sequel. that's like, uh, what's it? Brightburn. Yeah, it kind of is like Brightburn. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Except the, he's not as powerful as Brightburn. Really? Yeah. I liked Brightburn. I really liked Brightburn. I didn't see it. I saw like, it's like a, if it was like an evil Superman or something, right? Yeah. 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 He's a kid and he gets his powers, but you know, he's kind of, he doesn't have the, every, everything's pretty much the same, but he doesn't have the moral compass mm-hmm. of, of Superman. So he kind of like, fuck, I'm just going to fucking kill people. Kills his fucking mom like brutally. I heard about that. Yeah. It sounds fun. Yeah. It is it is fun. Yeah. It is fun. And then all of the the stuff in the credits is really, really intense because they're showing him just fucking tormenting people. Oh, I might yeah. watch it. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like a good time. Uh so Matilda could grow up to be, you know, supergirl, or she could grow up to be Brightburn girl. But she would have to be put in a stressful situation. Like if Miss Honey dies in like a horrible way or something. She would avenge her, her death. Oh, yeah. yeah. She would get On the everyone. stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's her secret. She's always angry. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, to, to me, the movie, the theme of the movie is um, the little guy winning over the, the big guy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Matilda being the little guy needing to outsmart and overpower not only her mom and dad, but, um, but this is Mrs. Um, Trunchbull. Trunchbull. Um, the FBI is kind of like just a footnote (laughs) (laughs) and it's, it's great that, that she still cares enough about her family to, um, get the incriminating evidence from them, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't really stop them. Yeah. Um, it kind of buys, buys them a little time, I would guess, but we are not privy to any of that. Um, but they do whenever they're going into the garage said this tape is, is, is evidence. This tape is, we have enough evidence here to put him away. And then she takes it, but they still, they're still after him. So it's, it's that, that's kind of confusing a little bit. Yeah, it's very vague as to like, because they were able to get access into the house, posing as speedboat salesmen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and th- you'd think they'd have plenty, 
I'm curious how long they've been doing this operation and what they really need because it seems pretty obvious that they would be they would have plenty to get a warrant. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. These t- I mean they are pretty bad agents. They're just sitting in the car sleeping, watching TV. Watching TV. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um and she just Matilda immediately goes in and says, "Oh, you mean those cops?" <laughs> yeah, they're cops. Oh no, those are speedboat salesmen and then then whenever they get caught in the house by by Harry. Um, Paul Rubin stops at the door and says, "Could I interest you in timeshare?" <laughs> <laughs> like like uh, they'll they'll try anything to get their man. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Well, do we have any final thoughts before we move on? Oh. Uh, uh, the night we were talking about the night that um, Matilda goes back to the house to get Lissy doll. There's a scene where, where Agnes is getting a chocolate out of the, the chocolate uh, case thing. Mm-hmm. She eats it with the wrapper on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's wrapped in gold. Yeah. Right. Just like the ones she, she takes. Um, and she just, you could see her pull it out and she just puts it right in her mouth like with the wrapper on it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I watched it the first time. I'm like, nah, that wasn't. And then the second time I watched it, I was looking for it and it was definitely the wrapper. Yeah. I'm so like, oh, wow. What a pig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Magnus, Magnus's portrait looks like, um, looks like David Bowie mixed with, uh, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Kind of like like both of them yeah. together, and I would like to know a little bit more about Magnus and Agnes. Yeah, like like their brother and sister. So, why does she have a different last name? They say stepsister. She's the step stepsister. Well, they were still related, even if she's a step. Would she be half? Well, she could have a lot. She could have a different last name. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious why they didn't investigate her. She has obvious motive. Well, because they thought it was was something else that it wasn't. They're we, all crooked. We've been shown that the that the law enforcement in this town is useless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially if if Harry is putting bumpers on with super super glue. Yeah, <laughs> and using and a drill to turn back the the odometer. The odometer. <laughs> yeah, and putting sawdust in the transmission. You're a crook, Dad. <laughs> what you're doing is illegal. <laughs> oh, oh, and the the boy um, in the classroom at the end that calls uh, Miss Trunchbull, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the timing on that's so amazing. It's great. It's great. Pulled, sir. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I really can't think of of a James and the Giant Peach film a correlation there. Uh, why would there be a correlation? Well, because we have we have Matilda's from Carrie and we have Snowpiercer is from from uh, Charlie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. 
Mm-hmm. So James and the Giant Peach has to have some kind of correlation there. <clears throat> I don't know. I couldn't think of one. I, I'd have to see it'd James ha- and Giant. It'd have Peach to be again. a travel, mm-hmm. a travel buddy movie. Yeah. Where they're going from one thing, one place to the other. They're always fleeing. Like all of his, all of his books are like always have bad parents or bad people somewhere in the them. adults are normally the adults yeah yeah yeah, yeah. cuz it wasn't he didn't he do like that witch one which witch uh it's like they they remade it recently where it's like the kid gets turned into a mouse or something the witches is that what it's called i think so the witches i'm pretty sure that's his book bunch of scary adults yeah yeah it might be. I remember seeing in the trailers at least. Well, let's move on to some quotes. Why don't we? All right. All righty. Eh? You got yours, Blake? I do. Um, so this is when Miss Trunchbull goes into the classroom and starts interrogating Amanda Thripp. And she says, can you spell? And Amanda Thripp says, Miss Honey taught us to spell a long word yesterday. We can spell difficulty. And Trunchbull says, you could spell difficulty if your life depended on it. And Amanda says, she taught us with a poem. A poem? Oh, how sweet. What poem would that be? (laughs) And Thrip says, Mrs. D, Mrs. I, Mrs. F, F, I, Mrs. C, Mrs. U, Mrs. L, T, Y. And Agatha smacks her grinding crop on the table and says, why are all these women married? (laughs) (laughs) I love that quote so much. (laughs) Yeah, she has some good ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine's also a Trunchbull quote. Um, when she says, I cannot for the life of me understand why small children take so long to grow up. I think they do it deliberately just to annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with my Trunchbull one also. With Amanda. Um, in, in, uh, whenever they're on the playground before she throws Amanda. Uh, she says, Amanda Thrip. Yes, Miss Trunchbull. What are those? What's what, Miss Trunchbull? <laughs> Hanging down by your ears. You mean my pigtails? Are you a pig, Amanda? No, Miss Trunchbull. Do I allow pigs in my school? My mommy thinks they're sweet. Your mommy is a twit. <laughs> uh, yeah, but your mommy is a twit. Uh, got me. The, the <laughs> I can't remember what she says to Matilda, but she says like when she's talking about whose ribbon it is, she says she says so much nasty thing about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when we go around again, I'm going to look it up because I want to get that line. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was there was one line that Harry said that I didn't know if it was a blooper that was left in or if it was actually written mm-hmm. in. Um, but but he says um, he says from now on this family does exactly what I say when exactly when I say it. Oh yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> and I, I, when I saw it, I was like, I think they just left it in because. He sounds so unhinged that it worked. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah, it works. It works. Uh-huh. Um, and it works for his character. But I didn't know if it was written that way because he's stupid or if it was just delivered that way and kept. Right. Like if it, was, <laughs> it was a keepable moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I give this movie 10 out of 10 chocolates that are much too good for children. Nice. I've given this movie one out of one teacher for the whole school. (laughs) (laughs) I give this one, uh, I give this movie one newt in a cup out of one. (laughs) (laughs) It's a newt. I really want to find that quote. I think I should find it. Find it. You can edit this part out. Unless you're really lazy. Then you could just leave it in. I won't find it. I can't. I'm just going to leave it in. And have it in. <laughs> you you try to burp so much in the microphone and then nothing comes out. <laughs> like, I don't understand what's wrong with me today. This, Usually I can do it on command. This is my quiet burp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon, why don't you give us your review? Um, I give this 8 out of 10. Um, the reason why is I don't know how I feel about the telekinesis. I know it's a movie and I know that whenever I was a kid and I was, I was uh, Matilda's age and I felt like I was out of control of everything. Um, and at times in my, my young life, when I felt I was, I, I, I had no value and I had no um, control over anything in my life that I wished I had some kind of power to make me stronger. Um, so I, I think it's, it's very much a, um, a kid thing to do that. Right. I, I, I can relate to that, that feeling um, explaining it a little earlier and stuff would, would really work for me. Um and uh, yeah, I I covered everything else. Um, yeah. How about you, Zay? Uh, I'm gonna give this movie a nine out of ten. Um, I've always really enjoyed it, but watching it again, there was a lot of re. I could I could better express why I really enjoyed this movie, and I have such a fondness for the scene where Bruce eats the cake. But not just that, when all the kids start cheering him on, there's something about that scene and like the very like fight the man about it as a kid. Like I just loved it. And as, and, and even, and now I was like, yeah, f- fuck the man. <laughs> and the whole movie is really enjoyable. And it, like, yeah, I wish they would acknowledge the, her powers a little bit earlier, be more with like the, the fruit tart and, and, like those earlier scenes, I wish they would show it more, but beside like it doesn't knock the movie down for me all that really. I think the pacing in this movie is perfect. And I, I think that's something that I always look for in movies, just like the pacing. And I think it just works for me in this one. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll enjoy this movie for a long time. So nine out of 10. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I give this movie a big fat 10 out of 10. Um, I love this movie so much and I think watching this again, like you said, I'm able to put more reason to it because as a kid, it was more like, oh, I like this because like, I don't know, it's fun because I feel like there's a lot in this where it's like, oh, kids will love like seeing there's a lot of like slapstick where people getting thrown around and the the the, uh, the erasers like slapping everyone and stuff. 
Um, but I think beyond that, it's it's so perfectly paced. I think Trunchbull is so damn funny. And um, everyone in this is amazing. I didn't mention, um, but like the use of uh, Send Me On My Way, that song, which yeah. is Ice Age first is what I remember it as. Mm-hmm. But but it's used yeah, twice in this two, movie. Two Rusted Root songs in this movie, I think. Is the other one the one that plays during the dancing? No. The end. The oh, it's, end. it's the same song. Yeah, I think it? it's the same yeah. song, isn't it? Is it Send Me On My Way? I'm pretty sure yeah. it's the same I thought one. It was, I thought it was a different Rusted Root song. What was the one that plays in during the uh, the dance scene? I'll let you know right now. Uh, little mm-hmm. bitty pretty one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it is mm-hmm. it is send me on my way in both. It, in both? Yeah, there's only two songs on the soundtrack. <laughs> only two. <laughs> but but the the use of send me on my way in the beginning is like oh it's so great because she's they said oh she throws away the can of soup and then she makes her own breakfast it's so it's so wonderful yeah she makes pancakes mm-hmm. right yeah I didn't want pancakes again yeah no no <laughs> we could have Cheerios <laughs> plain Cheerios are gross I don't like um but I I I I didn't mention this in the pod, but I cried a lot in this movie again. I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, specifically at the very end when she's when she's reading the story to Miss Honey is so is so great. Yeah, I I love the bookend of the I, I talked about bookends in Brooklyn as well. The bookend yeah. of the song is used twice in such a great way. And ah, oh, man, I love this movie so much. Yeah. yeah. Matilda, what are we watching next week? Blake? Let's find out. Oh yeah. Didn't we have, we had, Jose, you pulled, and then Brandon, you pulled, and now I'm pulling? No, we pull whoever picks, whoever gets the movie. Whoever's movie it was. Yeah. Right, but yeah. like the last three, we've we've had like a perfect one-to-one, haven't Maybe. we? Maybe. Pretty sure. I don't know. I can't remember before. I don't remember past like 24 hours. I can't remember before our Christmas movies. We did our Christmas movies, and then we had our, our New Year's movie, and then now we're back on track. Oh, uh, it's so exciting to pull from the jar again. I know. So much fun. Next week's next week. <laughs> <laughs> next week's movie is Animal House, nineteen seventy-eight. All right. <laughs> nice. All right. We have a silly movie. Is it? It's a comedy. Yeah. I can't. I don't think I've heard of it. John Belushi. I, I've heard of yeah. it, and I know like scenes from it but i've never seen the full movie in like one continuous cut. all right mm-hmm. well you're in for a treat <laughs> yeah if you like porkies you'll like animal house yeah I, I i was a fan of porkies yeah yeah does animal house have less racism <sighs> yes but it uses it in a comedic way okay perfect yeah yeah it's it's anti-racism but it's used yeah all right i like it well join us next week where the three of us become a bunch of animals in this house and talk about animals in the house oh that's arsenio hall right the dog pound yeah i don't know (laughs) the dog kennel the dog cage what did he call his audience who let the dogs out you're with with Arsenio I, Hall, I no the idea. Arsenio Hall show. <laughs> I don't know. You don't remember? Oh yeah, you guys don't remember the no. Arsenio Hall I show. I don't think that show was. I think that show ended before we were born, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll go. I only know that from from the Rugrats in Paris soundtrack when they yell, "Who let the dogs out? 
Ooh, ooh, ooh. What that that's something completely different. Yeah, but it's the, that's the Bahama men. <laughs> yeah. That is the Bahama men. Yeah, yeah they're wonderful. Yeah. Probably better than ours. I don't know whoever Arsenio Hall is, but I let my dog out every once in a while. Needs to breathe. Yikes, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> my dog's out right now. 